On the Record with White House correspondent April Ryan. When you ask questions, you know sometimes it effectuates change and it puts vibrations in the atmosphere for people to hear. And as a reporter, you're supposed to be in the background. But today was a moment, tonight is a moment that I will never forget in my life. Mm. I met three members of the Exonerated Five, formerly known as the Central Park Five. They came to me because I asked President Trump a question about them. After President Trump put out a full-page ad. What was the question you gave It was a question, Mr. President, if something along the lines, do you apologize to the Central Park Five? And he said something about both sides. Now I'm talking to three of the members, yeah. He said something about both sides, yeah. I mean, we're we're talking at the Congressional Black Caucus weekend and trying to remember what, you know, the president was getting ready to leave. Okay, to go that's, away. A, that's the way of counting out, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so your name, your name please? Corey Wise. Raymond Santana. Dr. Yusuf Salam. Thank you. Um, thank you. Dr. Thank you, Salam. Thank you for standing up. And as I was saying, for using your privilege in the face of tyrannical white male dominance, white supremacy. Because see, that's what Donald Trump represents. He represents the thought out there that people can do to people they see as other. The xenophobic reality of society and just say we can use those we can stomp them out we can kill them it's nothing wrong we can shoot them down and we see this happening over and over and over again so the systemic reality that we face as it relates to what happened to us the injustice that happened to us this was a famous case of many cases just like it that have gone unknown and so the beautiful representation that you yourself had to to step up and say, I am going to say something in the face of a tyrant, in the face of injustice. Because just like you said, you have to speak those vibrations out there because guess what? Decades from now, people are gonna remember that. You're planting seeds in the future generations of reporters who are getting proper understanding on how they need to carry themselves that they don't need to be cowards. That they don't they that they can say, "Oh my goodness, I'm afraid." But I have to be courageous. I have to acknowledge that I'm afraid, but still step up and do what I need to do in spite of it all. Because, the, because everybody else is watching. The whole world and the future generations are watching. And they're saying, "She made a difference in my life. I want to be like her." That's the strength and power. This is why this this meeting here is such a beautiful thing. Because we're walking around, we're, we're enjoying the Congressional Black Caucus, the after parties, and we bump into you. <laughs> I heard you, with that. I said I probably won't run into them and won't see them because it was so many people. God did that. Yes, God yes. God does it all. And, and here we are having a nice interview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it shows strength. It, 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 what you did was what we expected a bunch of journalists to do. Yeah. That never, that, that didn't do in the whole 30 years. Right? Nobody asked that question. Nobody was afraid. You know, everybody was afraid to ask those questions. And to say, you know, well, what, you think they deserve an apology? We've been waiting for that. And not, I mean, we, we have seen celebrities, sports figures, all these people who, who idolize this man to take photos with him, 
mm. right? And, and that had become a disrespect to us as what we stand on and what we've been through. And them not acknowledging us, but they acknowledging him. And so when, when you ask that question, it's like a, a breath of fresh air. Yes. Wow. Yes. This is what we wait for. Like, yes. where the other journalists, where the mm. other black and Latin journalists who, who support us, who should be doing that, who should be constantly acting? So you say so, it was, okay. So being that, being that you asked the question, I'm hearing that for the very first time. So my, my state of mind on that, I don't want no explanation. I don't want no explanation for no one. He could use that as toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. He's only there. He's a, a one term. One term president. Falls on his side. You hope, yeah. Okay. Although he went out to Orlando, Florida, on the low. Do what you gotta do. But you're in it. This is your first. This could be your first and your last term in there. Wow, this case here is gonna be a lifetime, even in your household. Mm-hmm. So I, I really don't care. Don't want it. Even at, his, even at the last day of it, dude, I don't want it. You're gone. You're irrelevant. You're just irrelevant. I'm not, I'm not trying to give you no, I'm not trying to give you no energy. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pass the energy on to my, to my peers. We're not trying to give you no energy. You don't deserve no energy. If you, if you don't want to, if you, if you don't want to say, keep it, keep it. Because eventually, as you're on your way out the door, you, this movie hits. When you see it, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to check, choke you out anyway. So let me ask you this: At the end of the day, I asked, would he apologize? And he said, there are both sides, and there are people who still there were there was evidence saying this, that, and the other. But he he never apologized. Right. You said he can keep it. Okay. At this point, we don't care about the apology. We don't care. But like, we're talking hear. to you because. You did something. Yeah, you were both courageous. Exactly. The most beautiful part. And what 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 is important about what he did, and this is the reason why your question was so valid. What was important about what he did was that we were accused of a crime that we didn't commit. Two weeks after we were accused, we hadn't even gone to trial yet. Two weeks after we were accused, he had affected the outcome of the jury pool by using his mad money. His, he used his Swaying money. public opinion. Swaying public opinion. $85,000, which was a lot of money then, and it's a lot of money now, right? $85,000 saying, not only bring back the death penalty, bring back our police, but also going further. You look towards the, the end of the, the comments that he made, and it said something like, they should be afraid when our civil liberties are being attacked. Who is the dead? And who is the R? We live in two different Americas, separate and unequal. And the fact that you stood up and said what you said was to shine light on that and to give that reality and to let people know that we know what's going on. We're not crazy. We see it, we understand it, and guess what? We're gonna keep on talking about it. Because here we are, 100 years, 100 plus years, after the, the, um, the ending of slavery, the morphing of slavery into the new Jim Crow, into the vagrancy laws, into the redlining, into all of the stuff that they have been doing to keep the oppressor's foot on our neck. 50 plus years outside of the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. 
And when they revisited that report that was written when Malcolm X, I mean, when Dr. Martin Luther King passed away, the current report, they said, here we are, we haven't moved a notch. Mm. The same realities that were then, were then, we still see those same realities now. We're still under the oppressor's neck. I don't, I don't want to keep you. This is a moment that I will never forget. Thank you. This is a moment, this is an intimate moment that I will never forget. Never, ever, 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 you know. I asked about the movie. He was like, I don't know why you asked. He didn't even know the movie was out. He knew. You think he knew? He knew. It's, a it's a sway. It's like, he a, knew. it's a technology. Like they, you know. Technology, I like it's that. The, it's, the whole, it's the whole thing. He he well, I got to spin it. And he's been a spin master all this time. He knew. So at the end of the day, Two things I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to leave you so you can enjoy the rest of the Congressional Black Caucus weekend. One, are you pushing, are you uh, trying to do an effort to uh, keep Trump from being elected president again? And, and two, what are you doing to prevent what happened to you from happening to little brothers and sisters out there? Mm. I think in my own capacity, speaking as my own self, mm -hmm. I am trying to do everything in my power as my own self, to deny him the ability to become the president of these United States. He's had every opportunity to step up and say, you know what, I am going to try to be presidential. But every single moment that he's had that opportunity, he's failed. And so what we're doing as a collective and as individuals is we're trying to plant seeds in the minds of those future members who are going to change society. Right? The system was built in the way that it is, and it's not broken. It's operating exactly how they designed the system to, to, to be operating. And so what I'm encouraging young people, when they say, I want to be a cop, which we've gotten asked that question. Mm -hmm. Young cadets stepping up, hey, I'm 13 years old, I want to be a cop. What advice can you give me? My advice is that you do your job. My advice is that on the side of cop cars throughout the nation, we see some variation of to serve and protect. On the side of cop cars in New York City, it goes a step further. It says courtesy, professionalism, and respect. But then you look at an Eric Garner, and you realize that as he was killed on public TV, everyone saw him saying, I can't breathe, I can't 11 breathe. Times. They didn't give him CPR. They didn't give him the first letters of the cop car to try to save this man's life. His life was expendable. His life didn't matter. And so when we all say black lives matter, it is not the disconnect from all lives being valuable, but it is trying to resonate with people. Look at what you're doing to us. And we're not going to take it anymore. We need you all to recognize that you all have the power to change what's going on. And we're hoping that your heart would do something different. We're hoping that when you see a black or a brown person, you don't say, this is the enemy and I gotta kill them. That when a white person or a person with the complexion for acceptance goes and shoots up a, and I'm just using this as an example, goes and shoots up a church, they go take this person and give him a dinner. Mm -hmm. But every single black person we've seen get gunned down on, on, in the media has done nothing wrong other than try to fight for their lives. And I'm saying fight by run, not fight by fight with their fist. That's a huge problem. And so we're trying to make sure, one, never again should there ever be a case like the Central Park Jogger case. We as a society have the opportunity to utilize cases like ours and say, hold on for one second. This story doesn't seem right. Something isn't matching. 
The Central Park Jogger case is a glaring example that should be used everywhere in order to make sure that we use it and say, hold on, we gotta look at this case as case law. We gotta look at this case as an example, as a, as a, as a measuring stick so that we never do it again. No, he's right. What you said, that's what we do now. We play chess. So we talk to the kids because we want to influence that mind that's going to make that change that we're looking for. You know, whether it's changing the system. And we, like he said, it's, the system is it's designed to do what it does. And that's to lock up kids, lock up our young, and, and, want, and they'd rather have us occupy a jail cell than occupy a college dorm. So now we are being strategic and giving out that message because hopefully we can change that mind that will spark that change. <laughs> We are born to succeed, not to fail. And that's what the system is trying to say, that we are born to fail, not to succeed. No, we, we are created to succeed, to win. To win, to win, to win. No more, no less, but to win. If you want your, if you want your own household to win, well, that's how we feel as, 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 as African-American people. We want to win. No more, no less. We, we just want to win. No welfare. We want to win. We want to live. Give our give our generation uh, a sense of belief in themselves. We can be something, something beautiful, something great, other than welfare recipients. We could be great. We could be great. If this orange dude don't want nobody to be great, it's time for you to move on. Get out the house. Get out the house. Let somebody that do care run this here country. Get out this house. So we can win. And that be statistics. So we can win. Thank you. Um, this is that moment in your career and in your life that you say, it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Everything matters. Everything is a seed. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.